Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. That reminds me, at some point I ought to talk about going to the Museum of Popular Culture, which is what, in uh, Seattle, which is what Paul Allen's giant music experience thing has become. Oh, really? It's now a multimedia movies and pop culture and stuff. It's really interesting. It was fun. Is that where cool the Jimi Hendrix stuff is and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought Although that the was, current display was kind of underwhelming. I thought it was the whole thing was fantastic. Yeah, they changed stuff up, but um, they had a uh, like a huge uh, display slash videos and 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 things to read and and memorabilia and off, uh, stuff from horror movies, sci-fi, and fantasy movies. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. We kind of breezed through the horror movie thing because neither Judy or I are really into that. You saying horror or <sighs> horror? Mr. Craft, or are you saying horror movies? Horror movies. <laughs> horror. Horror movies. Horror. But it was excellent. It was, it was quite terrific. And I actually enjoyed the, uh, the Nirvana. They got a big Nirvana thing there that I loved. Um, uh, but it made me sad because hmm. it was about, creativity and energy and and all uh becoming corporate and that eh, be uncomfortable in certain ways brownie's there brownie clapton's brownie oh i didn't see brownie most expensive guitar I ever seen. i think they put away brownie for a little while oh really too many people looking at it starting to fade <laughs> uh there was one more thought i had on that a, oh no i just wanted to say speaking of music when we were talking about this a little on the radio show adam lambert singing the the queen song we will rock you. Uh, is that a threat? Um, <laughs> he's fantastically talented. Sure. I mean, he's got a voice that's just insane, and he knows how to use it pretty well. But I think it was positive, Sean. Somebody was talking about how when Freddie Mercury was singing it, he was he was singing the words of the song and communicating them to you. Whereas Adam, I always get the feeling from Adam Lambert, that his thing is, look at me and listen to me sing. I'm a singer. Listen to me singing. And not again, I like the guy. I think he's a phenomenal talent, but he's not there living the song. He's exhibiting himself as a singer. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't ring quite the same. Like maybe karaoke. it's because he's covering somebody else. Yeah, it seemed like karaoke. Yeah, know. maybe that's I remember it. in Dylan's autobiography, he said something that uh, really stuck with me. He said... When he was doing, uh, when he came on the scene in Greenwich Village, he said, everybody seemed like they were trying to sell themselves. I was just trying to sell my song. Mm. There is a difference between somebody who's up there trying to look, sell themselves. I want to look cool for the dudes or the girls or whatever, yeah. as opposed to, I want everybody to really dig this song. Right. Right. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it reminds me, I got to recommend a podcast for you. Um, podcasts are stupid. <laughs> Why okay. would anybody listen to one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, see, it's the irony. Irony yeah, here. This is, is a podcast. We're doing podcast <laughs> oh, now. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Michael, with a little crutch for the truly stupid. Thank you, beautiful. Oh, boy. So, Marshall Phillips uh, received that American Community Survey. It's American kind of a Community Survey, a yes. pre-census thing where they ask you freaking everything about your life. Oh yeah, everything. But keeping in mind, of course. It would be horrific and improper and terrifying to ask somebody, are you a U.S. citizen? 
Are you on a green card or a visa or what? Now that would oh no, we can't ask that. But it asks absolutely everything about his life. Yep, it asks uh, you know how much uh, is your mortgage payment? Uh, if you had to sell your place right now, how much would you get? Have you, how, how much money have you made from selling agricultural products from your home? Sure, exactly. How long is your commute? Answer. How What's do that? you get to work? How Should be an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. a lot. Just check the books. I, I mean, it right. goes, I've sold, what, uh, 500 bucks worth yeah. of pot so far this week. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes on for 10 pages. Right. And on the envelope, and they remind you constantly, you are legally required to respond to this questionnaire. So that kind of got me interested. Correctly? And, you have to respond correctly. I will get to that in a okay. moment. So that I'm going to do a lot of guessing because I I don't yeah. want to walk clear over there right. and figure out what my average energy bill is if I can just guess. I'm going to claim I made sixty eight million dollars selling <laughs> agricultural products. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got an operation. I got fifty thousand hogs here. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, so anyway, I call the eight hundred number. If you have questions or need help filling out the uh, form, so I call and say, I'm Marshall Phillips with the Armstrong and Getty Show, and I got the uh, question your first mistake, but go and, on. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to talk to, do an interview with somebody about the uh, survey. Oh, well, uh, hang on one second. Uh, the guy comes back and says, all right, uh, you need to call this person at this number. Uh, do that first thing tomorrow morning. So the next day, I call that number only to find out it's an incorrect number. So I give you the old runaround, hoping you'd give up. So (laughs) not you, you're not giving up. So I call the 800 number back again, and I talk to another person who's in charge of the other person. Why why do you sound surprised that the same person didn't answer the phone? (laughs) I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Anyway, she puts me in touch with the Commerce Department's uh, Public Affairs Office in Washington D.C. Progress. Yes, and so I get on the phone with a yeah very uh, nice fellow. And I run down, you know, I got the survey, and I'd really like to ask some questions. I'd like to do an interview about it and and, uh, and so we can share it with our listeners. And he says, all right, I'll tell you what. uh, What you're going to have to do is uh, send me a request in writing with the questions that you want to ask. Well, look what happens if you ask your own government a question. Yes. So I said you have to go through eight layers of people, and then you have to write a written letter yes. asking for something. Yes, you can't just tell me. No. I'm paying your salary. You right. realize, and this is the public information officer. This is the guy you would think would know the answers and or right. put you in touch with somebody. Well, I feel like this is because you identified yourself as as doing it for some sort of news thing. If you would have played that a little closer to the vest and just, hey, I'm I'm a curious citizen well, wondering I, what my responsibilities are. back to yeah. the 800 number at that point. No, no, I'm with the press. The, uh, we want to know. So the public information officer, whose job is presumably to give information yes. to the public, said what? He said, uh, can you uh, go ahead and send me an email, put your questions uh, in writing, and uh, I will uh, see what I can do. So I did. I did that uh, on Friday. Good this, man. And this morning I come in, and I got a reply to my email, <clears throat> and it reads, and I quote, Hi, Marshall. Unfortunately, we will not be able to fulfill your request for an interview at this time due to SME unavailability. What's me? <laughs> That's what I thought. So I looked it up. It's subject matter expert. They don't have a subject matter expert in the office to answer questions about their survey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good dodge. So I... They just don't want to answer any questions. Yeah, we don't have anybody available. Click. I have sent him back an email going, are you kidding? I had to look up SME, subject matter expert, 
That's what you guys are there for. Yeah. I, I, it was polite. But. These, these sound like stories I've read before from people in England right. trying to navigate their uh, their healthcare system. Right. Right. This, this is what it'll be like someday when you want to get an answer on why is my kid not getting this medicine. You will go through eight layers of this, and then eventually you get an email back that says, right. I'm sorry, we don't have an SME that can answer that at this time. Now, I, I did ask some other questions about it, and I, one of them was, do I have to answer all the questions? His response in writing to me you have a legal obligation to answer all the questions as accurate, accurately as you can. Okay, part of the obligation is to answer accurately. As it, I can. As okay. I can. Yeah. I'm not very good. Done. If you, <laughs> Done. That's wiggle room. If you do not respond to the ACS, a Census Bureau interviewer may contact you to complete the survey. And by the way, by law, there's a $5,000 penalty for not responding, $10,000 for knowingly giving false information. Really? Wow. Five yes. grand for not filling it out and ten grand for lying on purpose. Yep. I did the wow. best I could. Yep. Time to close the old hog farm. <laughs> there, there, there you go. I was mistaken. That's where we are now. So you know, I, meant, I meant to bring this up yeah. on the air. But to Jack's point, I yep. was uh, on an airplane the other day and I was sitting near some Canadians and um, first of all, I, I was surprised they weren't dressed in seal skins and mucklucks and that sort of thing. But <laughs> Red bouncy jackets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they were talkers, and the people next to them were talkers, so they were talking. Eh? And uh, the one lady was asking about the Canadian health care system, and, and, and the Canadian gal said, well, you know, there's uh, some good things. But she said, like, because uh, somebody had said something about having a back problem or whatever, and she said, well, yeah, but if you go through the government. I was trying to mount my moose, and I hurt All my back. Right. <laughs> moose mounter. Um, she said, yeah, but you got to have a supplementary program, insurance program. you got to buy that because... She said, like an MRI, if you go through the government, it's a year wait. Whoa! Yeah, a year. Yeah. You imagine you blow up your knee, they tell you, come back in February 2020. We'll have a look at it. Unbelievable. So they're saying, yeah, it's not as great as it sounds. But I don't know. For some reason, some people don't quite get that word. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. When I, uh, when I got cancer, for some reason, I got turned on to this book. About a guy in England who had cancer, and he had the private insurance. But f- as a journalist, he decided to also go through the the uh, the government system as mm-hmm. if he did, f- and and compare the two. Yeah, yeah, and and right off the bat, it was like in nine months we can get you some tests, right? Which is not a good thing when you. Oh know. boy, yeah, nightmarish. It was nightmarish. incredible. Not as nightmarish as a government that won't respond to its fine and upstanding citizens and, and normal questions, Marshall. It's shocking. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You heard me. The Crapper. The Crapper. Thomas Crapper. Yes. (laughs) Is that true? That's, a, that's an urban legend. You're certain it's true. I believe it to be true, yeah. Yeah, it is. Seems like the sort of thing I've looked up repeatedly, and I say, hmm, it is true, and then I forget again. You know that Eric Clapton's real name is Eric Clapp, but he got tired of the jokes. So he added on the ton. It's true. Look it up. Thomas Crapper was an English plumber back in the day. But did he invent the toilet, or was he just the first plumber to come along who was named Crap? Wait or something minute. that is a derivative Wait a thereof. minute. His name's just like pooping. <laughs> he had three patents, three of them for water closet improvements. Right. There you go. Such as the floating ball cock. Okay, well then I gotta get to did the, did the, the, the C word 
Crapper? Uh, a colloquial use of a term to describe a feces. <laughs> yes. Um, did that exist before him, or did it sure. come? I'll uh, bet it did. You think so? I'll bet it did. I'll bet it was from the crapper, because people said, I'm I'm going, excuse me, I'm going to use the crapper. <laughs> I'm trying not to giggle. Based on his name or based on his the, name? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then and, it became a word after that. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Etymologically, uh, the road is fairly easy to follow, if indeed that's true. <laughs> and I don't know that it is, but it and sounds it. It's truthy. And how little could it matter? Right. He opened the ver- the world's very first bathroom showroom in 1870. Yeah. Huh? Wow. A full show. Hey, look at that. You like the handles on those cabinets? That's nice. I, I've got a nice bathroom. I value a good bathroom. 1870, and that's pretty interesting since my dad went off to college and they still didn't have indoor plumbing. Oh, wow. Wow. In 1955. In so. whereabouts? Rural Iowa. Wow. I'll be dang. So, yeah. Well, and of course, they had a version of flush toilets in ancient Egypt, right? And in Rome? Yep. And all that stuff kind of disappeared in the Dark yep. Ages. Well, it takes money. They didn't. They knew of indoor plumbing mm. in rural Iowa in the yeah. 50s. They just, nobody had <laughs> the money to install it everywhere. They weren't operating with the technology of the year 200 <laughs> right. just because they didn't know it. No, they were where the technology was out there. <laughs> right. Just like I know there are rocket ships, but I don't have one. <laughs> right. Right. I remember... The last time we stayed in a place that had an outhouse as a kid, and I was just horrified. Yeah, when we'd go see my grandma and grandpa, we'd use the outhouse. Yeah, we you were horrified. Yeah, huh? I used it in the outhouse. Smell a... was off-putting. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, well, yes. I've used a lot of outhouses in my life. Wow, a lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Unpleasant. Have you ever used that? That's prior portage on, right? So that's just hole in the ground? Hole in the ground with a usually wooden shed over it. Right. And then you move the shed and fill in the hole every couple months or something? Yeah. Well, I'll have to ask my dad if it's your own home. I suppose maybe you'd have to. But generally, like, I went to a lot of camps and stuff like that where you used that. And they didn't get full enough that you had to move them, right? Right. Well, what happened in the winter? Wouldn't they freeze up? Wouldn't they freeze over? You'd be cold. And then what? Yeah, your your ass would be cold is what would happen in the winter. (laughs) You have any more questions? <laughs> very unpleasant. <laughs> Incisive <laughs> questions. What about in the summer? Here's oh, one. The I, summer was would bad. Would the contents freeze? What I'm saying? Well, yes, yes. Yes. You'd yes. pray they oh, would. Yes. That's, yes. that's a relief. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good thing. Down on the, I got yeah. frostbite on my junk. But. It's funny you'd bring up winter. Winter is the that's the golden time of the year for outhouses. Yeah. It's dead of summer when you're dreading the outhouse experience. Oh, it's tough to take, man. I'm gagging right now thinking about it. Here's a story I like, though. I heard this on Paul Harvey. Will anybody else? Like yes, I think okay. I know. All right then. Um, so this happened. I'm guessing in the 80s, maybe 70s, when I heard this story. Disco was king. Jimmy Carter, the president. A guy's using an outhouse, I believe, at like a, a camp of some sort. He's the only one around. He goes to use an outhouse, and somehow he drops a hundred dollar bill down in there. Whoops. And at that time, any time, depending on your financial circumstances, $100 is a lot. But at that time, $100 is really a lot. Probably be more like dropping $1,000 down there. Um, uh, and uh, so he decided he was going to get it out of there. It was just sitting on top of the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the awfulness down there. The refuse. So he took off his socks and shoes and dangled his foot down in there. and uh, was going to try to pick up the $100 bill with his toes. He slipped and fell in there. <laughs> That's uh, that's rough. And it was a, uh, a, a like a tube tunnel, and it wasn't very wide, and he was pinned in there with his arms down in there. Oh. And he was there for, I think it was a day and a half, yelling for help before somebody heard and came in the uh, oh. rescue. Wow. 
That's rough. That would be pretty awful. When are you going to tell the good story you mentioned? <laughs> Wouldn't you be hoping for the sweet There's release? A good story. Yes. Wouldn't you be hoping for the sweet release of death? Yes. yes. Jack, a hundred dollars in nineteen seventy six is worth four hundred and forty two dollars and thirty eight cents in current value. Would that wow. be enough to make you go to great lengths to try to get a five hundred dollar bill out of the uh, toilet? No. When I was poor, I would. Yes. I'm not sure I'd go with his plan automatically. I'd go find a stick or something. <laughs> I would think very long and hard about how I could not do what he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me lowering myself, any part of me, into there to get it would be on the very bottom of my, okay, We, I guess we're finally at this point. There's a lot of yeah. other options I would exhaust first. The yeah. thing you were hoping for the most, or what you were rooting against the most, is for a very large deaf man to come into the outhouse as you were screaming, help me, help me, help me. Wow. Wow. The low point of the One More Thing podcast has been reached. I see you have thought about this story for quite some time. Please, please, no. This is not worth $100. Or 438 Wow. I'll be damned. That is something. That reminds me of one of my favorite uh, senior quotes from uh, from my year in high school in the, in the yearbook. Well, one of my friends had, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you've dropped your car keys into some molten lava, <laughs> just let it go, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So I mentioned Himalayan salt on the Armstrong and Getty Show, or pink salt, as some people call it. And uh, I just became aware of it recently. I mentioned it to my wife. She rolled her eyes. She said, everybody on Facebook's going on and on about it. Oh, you got to use a little pink salt. Part of the Kato diet, I guess. Kato? Kato? Which one is the one that lives out behind OJ? <laughs> that's Kato. So that's Kato. Kato. Yeah, that's Kato. I believe yeah, Kato. they pronounce it. Okay, I don't. I as don't, in uh, ketosis, is in the Atkins diet, is in low carb. Gotcha. Um, so uh, apparently, the Himalayan salt's got something to do with that. So we're trying to figure out if it's got anything. So someone who claims to be in the nutrition world, doctor world, so Himalayan salt has trace minerals that you probably get in other food anyway. It has no biological value anyway. It plays no role in hypertension or boners anyway. And I was just thinking how it's amazing. How do you explain this? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Put an American flag on that thing. I'll salute it. Um, it's, It's interesting. I mean, I do this as much as anyone. We all want certain things to be true so much we're willing to overlook our common sense and at least go with it a little bit. I want there to be a new salt they discovered that's going to help you lose weight and lower your blood pressure or whatever. Yeah. I want there to be a new diet that's, oh, nobody ever thought of this before. You do this, it's easy. And you lose weight and it stays off. We finally figured it out. And uh, it, it's just, it's it's interesting about the way our minds work. If you really want something to be true, it's like if you're dating somebody, it's hot. Or rich, or whatever, you know, got you into the relationship. You know, you want things to work out so much, you overlook some things that otherwise you absolutely would say no freaking way. Um, 
No, it's just the way just the way it works. Reminds me of your occasional argument in favor of placebos, though. If the placebo makes it hurt less, what the hell's the difference? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It, uh, uh, diets, and I know this because I've gone through several of them successfully. You know, as always, keeping the weight off long term is the, the challenge. But if you, I mean, all diets work more or less. Well, they they have similarities. You eat less. You take in fewer calories. Right, which is always the case, which is a good start. And you limit what you're eating to stuff that isn't outrageous and ridiculous. You know, I, I grant you the whole low-carb thing works in a different way than, like, low low uh, fat or uh, counting calories or, or what have you, because um, I've done that one, too. But, yeah. Well, whether you they, eliminate fat or, or, or carbs, you're not going to eat a donut. Well, right. Right. So that you're going to be better off not eating a donut. They restrict what you eat. They restrict the number of calories you have. And one of the, the great unpublicized effects of a lot of diets is you get sick of what you're eating. So you mm. lose enthusiasm for yeah. eating it. But you being convinced that this is, no, this is, they finally figured it out. You have that enthusiasm. True. And so it helps push you through the, you know, the moments where you, you don't want to do it. It's like Good the placebo point. thing. I know it because I've done it. Um, and, and probably ought to do it again. But isn't it funny that a person can continue, even when you know this, I can continue to get all excited if you hear something. Oh, this is a, no, they got a new way of doing it. You get a little of this, a little of that. They call it the Egyptian diet. It's just uh, because the Egyptians, they right. were incredibly healthy. You ever seen a fat pharaoh? No. Um, yeah. And so you get excited. You're right. And that momentum carries you to lose weight and then gain it all back plus a couple pounds. If I Which had, is the way it almost always works. Like you could say always, and you'd only be slightly wrong. Yeah, I'm fighting that, fighting it. I don't want it to be true. It just is. Yeah, I know. Uh, so if I had a couple of uh, acres of land, depends what state. I'm going to answer my own question. I'm thinking of erecting an enormous pyramid for myself. Speaking of the Egyptians, because <laughs> yes. I want to be immortal. I want my name to live on. Yeah, that didn't work. They're not still alive. But, well, they find these people and no, they're just they're no, just dried no. skin and bones. But they're but they have lived on that that monument to them. Oh, gotcha! Object of fascination. You know about King Tut? That's right, right. So he lived on in that way. Yeah. I yeah, see what he, you mean. He had a lot of a lot of uh, like uh, really high end garage sale crap in the grave with. He's him. got a condo <laughs> made of stone up. You probably never even heard that song, have you, Sean? Oh no, I love that song. song, Steve Martin. Oh, that's great. Um, so. Uh, but it, it'd be impossible in California because you couldn't get permits for it. It's just going to be stone blocks. It's going to be, I'm going to study the construction techniques of the Egyptians and make myself an enormous pyramid. You're going to hire some slaves because they did that. Say, you're going to have that thousands. Yes. I am going to. <laughs> thousands of slaves. At the very least, yeah, thousands this, of Jews. This is how you're going to live on. Not this, as slaves. Oh, yeah, the guy who hired all the slaves. Right. They'll always remember you for yeah. them. Right. <laughs> yeah, you turn back the Uh-oh. clock to the 1800s. I remember him. Yeah. You're going to be buried in there with your dog and uh, worldly possessions? Just a giant tomb. I've had some really nice times wandering through cemeteries. Oh, yeah. Delaney and I did after we went to uh, Lincoln's tomb and uh, the memorial there. There's a big giant ceremony there in central Illinois, and we walked through it, and it, you know, it makes you think about life, and you see, you know, people who, who live to a ripe old age, people who died very, very young, uh, people who died in war. Um, and then you see, like, the guy with the giant tombstone or the big old mausoleum. And, uh, you want to be what, that guy? Well, what do you think when you see that guy? 
the guy's the guy got like, who had it all going for him. Must have been very prosperous. Yes, could, could afford a lot of granite. Yeah. I don't um, think much. Really, I don't. I don't really ever really. Don't you anything. think? Oh, look at that! The Jones family—they got a big old building over there. <laughs> I don't know for their mortal remains. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not impressed. No, you don't care. I'm not. I'm not. You know what I'm going to have? If I ever told you this, a pyramid. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did mention that big yeah. pyramid on my land. How about, you go, permits. how about if you go super? Um, I'm more interested on like the individual saying on it, regardless of how like the size on the plaque. I, I, I like the, I the kind like of your, the final your words. Epitaph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the uh, the Mel Blanc thing, the guy who voiced Porky Pig. This is that's all, folks. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Right. Yep. How, how about if you just got the like flat thing in the ground, in the ground, like a little, little, little tiny thing? That's like the smallest thing you can have. Oh yeah, the uh, like the urn in the ground, or no, just, no, just a little plaque, plaque. Plaque. Like little plaque. plaque. Yeah, it's not a even plaque. a tombstone. It's just yeah. like a little plaque, plaque in the ground. That's what I'm going to do. The most minimal thing you can do. Yeah, Jack's here. Don't dig here. I think Phyllis <laughs> live wires. Live wires. <laughs> Occupado. <laughs> Occupado. Oh, boy. We, we've got a family cemetery, more or less, in Iowa. A place called Funktown, Iowa. Um, yeah. We're like, everybody in my uh, my dad's side of the family is all buried going back. Jeez. Long, 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 long time. And it's a very small cemetery, and there's no town around you. There's no, there's no, there's no town more than a couple hundred people in hundreds of miles, I don't think. Wow. I mean, it's really in the middle of nowhere, but that's probably where I'll be buried, but I don't know. It'll be up to my kids, isn't it? You know, I was just reading, uh, I just started American Lion, the uh, John Meacham, I think, uh, biography of Andrew Jackson. Fantastic book. Yes, yeah, so I tell you what, I'm gripped by Won it. Won the Pulitzer Prize. Really enjoyed Has it. Jackson tried to fist fight anybody yet in oh, it? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> Page one. <laughs> yeah. Page one. He was one scrapping mofo. But I also I realized I I've only got like the uh, like the uh, the nut graph description of Andrew Jackson, and he is definitely a guy worth studying. But uh, I'm reminded of the enormous Lincoln biography I slogged through like the first twelve hundred pages of it. The man is very very interesting. It's worth reading for that. But it's the description of the times, sure, that's yeah. mind blowing, and the toughness these people had. I mean, listen. Did they have like slow internet back then or something? Or? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Sometimes they had to work 42 hours a week. What? Um, no, it was it's just astounding. But there's a very touching because he loved his wife very, very much. And, and, and uh, you know, she was buried there in her garden. And, and it's just, it's beautiful. That is touching. Back in the day when you had your land, your, your place, your, your homestead, whatever, the family place, nobody has that. No. Nope. That's why I'm going to build a pyramid. <laughs> and we're back. back to the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to any? You don't usually advertise other people's podcasts on your podcast. Have you listened to Newt Gingrich's new podcast? I have not. Yeah, I listened to the first episode the other day, and he's he's got his PhD in history. You know, he's a. Mm-hmm. Um, his first one was on George Washington, and it was it was Never really heard good. Of him, it was really good. Mm. And he pointed out, I don't know why something you said made me think of this, but George Washington was a giant by the standards of the times. Oh yeah. Huge. I knew he was a big guy, but I didn't realize how much smaller. Just like physically. Yeah, I didn't know how small everybody else was. So he's mm-hmm. six four, like two ten. So he's a big guy. Okay. But everybody else, like the average male, is like five six one twenty. Right. So he'd be like an offensive NFL lineman among everybody else. He was the Shaquille O'Neal of his time. Yeah. 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 He was just a giant. He would, if people were 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 scrapping, he would literally walk up and pick them up by the backs of their shirts and you knock it off and send wow. them back down. <laughs> then you got him on. You got him on top of yeah. a big white horse. I mean, that had to be an impressive sight. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. The father of our country, they call him. They do. 
You ever visited his uh, resting place? I think so. I don't yeah, it's remember. there at Mount Vernon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I tell you what, if you don't have reverence in your heart as you're standing there, you're, you're not a reverent person. It's very moving. Plus, I saw the uh, bed where he died upstairs in his bedroom because uh, he was sick and the doctors uh, bled his feet. Oh, and that's right. he didn't right. get better, so they bled him some more. Thanks for that. And, and, and you guys are complaining believe, about Obamacare. Right. <laughs> and authorities he, believe he died of having no blood left. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So first, Sean is going to seek out an impossible burger. Yeah, I'm, uh, there there are two... That's a meat company. Yes, Impossible Meat Company is one of the two major companies that's really kind of getting into this new fake meat space. Uh, the other one is... <laughs> fake meat space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other one is called Beyond Meat. That, those are the ones that are paired with Carl's Jr. Uh, I'm going right. to look around and see if, see if those are available in, in, in this area as well. And, and that but, sounds better than all the ones I've eaten, which are all called, but this clearly isn't meat. And the Beyond Beef is excellent. You've, You've had, had it? it? Yes, I've had it a number of times. It is great. It just tastes good or it tastes like beef? It tastes like beef. And it does actually kind of ooze a little something that looks like it might be blood. I mean, yeah, what is it with people? <laughs> it's juice. What? People like juice, not what? blood. Blood. What well, is it with people? <laughs> Seriously, all this talk well, of blood. Well, if, it's, if it's a rare steak, it's blood. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. No. No, it, but it is Disgusting. excellent. I highly recommend it. Did you buy the just the raw meats from like the grocery store yep. and then make it yourself? Okay, yep. yeah. So, so two. I guess it's the Beyond Meat is the one that's kind of making a, a bigger push into right. grocery stores. Okay. Impossible is the one that's really trying to make the push into restaurants and fast. And they're they're trying to get their their products adopted. I gotta that buy way. some of that at the store and try it at home with un, without telling anybody. That's uh, the best way to test it. Deception. Yes. Yeah. Dress it up with a little Deception. onion, little onion, little ketchup, uh, some lettuce. Yeah. Oh, it's good. In other words, common hamburger condiments. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just like you would a normal burger. Yeah. Thus, some ranch so dressing. Throwing them a, off the scent. Right. I don't some... eat it with a knife and fork plain, Marshall. All right. <laughs> so what is the clown? Possible beef? You have impossible beef? No. Probable beef? No. Clearly not Unlikely beef. beef. No. So, okay, so you got that. I'm ex- kind of excited about that. Why am I excited about that? I don't care. I'm not trying to stay away from red meat. but uh, It's tasty. I'll try it out. And then, so there were a bunch of donuts today here at work. Yeah. Somebody brought in a ton of donuts because the sales team hit goal or something. Yeah. Some good news like There's that. There's less now than there were earlier. And I, a guy who never eats donuts, ate a big-ass donut. And now I'm filled with shame and donut. And a big-ass. Big-ass donuts <laughs> lead to big-ass. bar... Now, follow me here. They claim it was entirely made of maple. It was delicious. Mm. And I had what was purportedly to be the bear of a cl- uh, the claw of a bear. Also delicious. <laughs> but so I, ha- I haven't eaten one. I've been, I've been mostly good for the last month. I had a binge over the weekend. Oh, oh, it was ugly. What did it ugly. consist of? Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, my wife buys these tr- these uh, trays of cinnamon rolls from our local grocery store, high end oh, grocery store, and they're they're delicious. They're like a really good cinnamon roll. Oh. And I think I ate three or four of those. Yes. Oh man, with and, coffee and, or decaf or something. Oh man. So, am I more common or less common than than, than in that it's like uh, taking your finger out of a dam? I mean, I I don't 
I don't, because I was in the lunchroom. I haven't had a donut today, but I was in the lunchroom, and somebody said, have one. Well, if I could, it's like having one beer. If I could oh, have right. one beer, I'd drink. If I could have one donut, the problem is even if I only have one donut now, it's, for the rest of the day, I'll eat crap. It's just... Oh, really? Uh, possibly. Oh, see, I had one donut, and I'll, I'll eat like a monk the rest of the really? day. Just because of the shame. I'm more kind of on that oh. side of things. Where, well, good for you. Yeah. That's not the way it works for me. It just right. kind of... Right. Once, once I release my willpower... Then it's just off to the races. This day is a loss. Yeah, exactly. Which is well stupid. Just, just get this day as lossy as possible. Which is right. a dumb way to right. look at it. Makes no sense on any level whatsoever. But yeah, I had a couple of cinnamon rolls, and then I ate a little ice cream, and I had a bowl of Fruit Loops. And... Oh, if I could vomit the donut right now, I think I would. Okay, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. So the only part of the donut you want is the is the eaten part. Right, you, but now the sensation your... of swallowing okay. is... Well, which I don't is know. why your neck valve is so brilliant. <laughs> I don't, do you need the sensation of swallowing? I certainly, once it's in your, your stomach, it has no use whatsoever. In fact, oh. it's doing you harm. Right. It's a poison, really. Um, it, it's something that's bad for your body. You made your friggin' point. Move on. <laughs> we get it. You didn't need a donut today. We did. It's a poison. It's killing you. It's hurting you. It's damaging but, you. It's shortening no. your life. It's ruining your body. I was thinking this about myself the other night. It's when I ate. sending you at 100 miles per hour into moldering in your grave. Skydiving right. without a chute is really right. what you're doing. Right. So I thought this the other night when I ate a couple cinnamon rolls. Now that they're in my stomach, they're of no use to me whatsoever. Right. Why isn't the smart thing to do to throw it up or to get it out of there somehow? Well, then there's the whole damage you do to yourself by making yourself vomit. Right. And then then does it become a habit? Right. You're you're better off just for swearing it. I'm just not going to eat that Not eating the push place? I went years without eating a donut, but now I'm... I'm, I'm, why, why haven't we come up with these human beings and in between? I get to eat it and swallow it, but it doesn't go into my stomach. Right. I have been advocating for years, this would be some surgery involved, <laughs> yes. a valve in the neck. The food goes, you flip a little lever here, and so instead <laughs> of the food going down into your stomach, it goes out this tube into a bag. Instead, It's in a bag instead of your stomach. Right. I've gotten all the good part out of it. I don't need it anymore. Right. It's in this bag. I'll chew it up. Fashionable accessory for the gals or something nice and leathery looking for the guys. Oh, yeah. It could be your favorite sports team logo. Oh, I don't right. care what yeah. you do with Sitting it. on your shoulder, right? Or, yeah, every yeah. football team. You could get a, a Green yeah. Bay Packers neck sure. bag. How, does yeah. it, how is this not yeah. a good idea? Oh, it's a great idea. God, and then if you could do that, say they can do that. And your, you know, neck doesn't collapse and you die. Um, <laughs> it's more than you, one out of right. ten patients. Just for the sake of the argument, yeah. if the food that went in your mouth, you could have it go somewhere else other than in your body. What yeah. would you eat all day long? Do you think you'd just eat donuts? You'd be like Homer on the assembly line at the donut place. You'd just be eating donuts all day long. You might be. You might not be able to afford to live that lifestyle. You might want right. to go back to the old days right. where at least you had the limiting factor of weight and shame. Because now, God, I spent, <laughs> right. I spent $5,000 last month on eating. Wow, you just think? Nonst- I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what would happen. If there were no consequences to eating, how much would you eat yummy food? Just yeah. for the sensation of it? I don't know. I think you'd get tired of it. Well, you, weren't, you wouldn't get full, though. So you know how you, you might enjoy that yeah, first pizza but, pizza? Why wouldn't yeah. you enjoy the fifth one just as much if it didn't go in your stomach? Because I think part of the enjoyment is sating your hunger. I think that's a big part of the neurological enjoyment of it. You just don't realize. They it. should do that test on mice. Yeah, I'll tell you though. By the time <laughs> you get into strength for by it. the time you get into neck valve maintenance, I mean <laughs> it just becomes way overwhelming. You know how often you got to clean your neck valve? You know, like 
two, three times a day like you brush your teeth? That's probably a good idea. It could get a little gamey. Yeah, you no want to kidding. flush it out at right. least weekly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when yeah. you reach down into your garbage disposal and it's all slimy and everything. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Weird be, smells start oh, coming yeah. out It'd of it. It'd be like know? all other hygiene. you got people who take good care of themselves, and you got right. people who are kind of disgusted. So <laughs> you got to take like a long wire brush and go to... Go, <laughs> <laughs> And then you close the valve, and it's yeah. got to be able to bend around the elbow. Right. Right. It'd, be, right. it'd just be a big, thick pipe cleaner is what it would be. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So in my lifetime, I have been around many sinks with garbage disposals, and not once have they ever just started on their own. But every time I need to reach down into the sink to get oh. something out of there, oh, yeah, I'm 95% sure this thing is just <laughs> yes. going to chew up my arm and <laughs> right. suck me down the drain. Right. Yeah, right. I literally <laughs> use my right hand. So that if it accidentally turns on, I can still play guitar. You know, there's a switch under there. You can just turn it off. Well, what? Uh, but again, one's never leapt into action on its own in my entire life, like Sean's saying. Yeah, not even. I've never even heard of somebody say, "Oh yeah, my garbage it just it just turned on randomly." Man. No, but for that some would, reason, that would really that would hurt. Yeah, that would no hurt kidding. a lot. I get like standing on the ledge of a tall building, sweats when I need to reach in there and pull out right. a spoon that dropped in. It's like being afraid to grab something out of your gas fireplace because you're afraid it'll just burst into flame and cook you. It's not going to happen, but still, it's a little terrifying. Mm. It's all dark and mysterious down there, and it'll <laughs> chew off your fingers. That donut in your belly is a poison. Right. away your... i got to remember that. <laughs> this is the best of Armstrong and Getty. 